your name where you're calling from welcome to the money marv report yo it's extra pro family sorry about that it's all good it's all good fam it's all good it's all good it's all love man welcome to the money marv report man glad to have you on the check-in my brother thank you man i apologize for the confusion it's all good it's all good you know what brother i should have i should have been a little bit more specific on my timing and all that but you know it actually, you know what I mean, gave me some time to, you know, figure something, you know, play with something anyway. So it all worked out in, in its own way and in, in its own blessing, my brother. Okay, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, not a problem. Not a problem, black man. Oh, man. So let's get this thing started, man. As I've been, we've been going at, we've been pushing this for a couple of weeks now, man. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um. So, yeah, tell me a little bit about yourself. I know that you come from the Bay Area, the West Coast. You're an Oakland brother, am I right? Yes, sir. Okay, now, what was your musical inspirations growing up as a kid leading into uh, your hip-hop career, you know, from your teenage, from your, from your childhood to the teenage to, yeah. to you becoming a signed major signed to a major label yeah uh well instantly uh as a kid i love music uh, you know what i'm saying i would go to sleep to music wake up to music get in trouble for leaving the, the radio on and i love uh you know the music in my pop collection from earth wind and fire to barry white to isaac hayes to al green one of my favorite i love all the soul music you know what i'm saying and then uh one day uh somebody played a hip-hop record and uh, I think it was Curtis Blow 
and uh and immediately i was like ooh, what's that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so but i always love music i always love soul always love i even learned later to get into rock music i just like good music when it's produced right gotcha I got you. I got you. I could dig that. I told you. One is my favorite. That's a, that's a, that's one of the greats right there, man. He better be. He better be everybody's favorite <laughs> singer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's hey. That's the way I feel. <laughs> you know what I mean? When he, when you talk of music, if you saying Ray Charles, Stevie, Marvin Gaye, Teddy Pendergrass, yes, Lou Rawls, yeah. Come man. on now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> um. Now, you know, listening to, you know, I'm just trying to get a little bio on you, you know, because, you know, I'm not too familiar too familiar with you, but, you know, I was learning as I was doing my research, and that's why, you know, having this conversation, because I don't do interviews, we do conversations, you know what I mean? Oh, that's, right. that's why okay. I'm, That's why I'm the hip-hop conversationalist. So, um... <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, so, um... So where you from in, in the Bay Area? Oakland, uh, Vallejo? Oakland. Yeah, I'm from Oakland. Matter of fact, I spent the first 12 years of my life in Houston, Texas. Yeah, 12 years of my life in Houston, Texas. Me and moms, we moved to Oakland. And then from there, um, that's when I began to get some of the game from the Bay, certain rhyme styles, influences and stuff like that. But but yeah, I'm from Oakland, man. And uh we did, we were, we were about open mic. We, we wasn't doing the same music Spice One and uh, uh, E-40 and Too Short and them were doing. Mm-hmm. We was doing open mic lyricist type stuff. You know what I'm saying? So we was a little different. Even yeah. though we was from Oakland. I got you. Because when I hear, when I, you know, when I hear the music a little bit, it kind of reminds me of the Poor Righteous Teacher, a little, Poor Righteous Teachers, a little bit of Brand Nubian. You know that that type yep. of era, the native tongue type era, a little bit kind of remind the music kind of reminds me of that from the the little bit that I did hear, you know, from you. Now, yeah. now, how did you how did you land on Jive Records? How did that whole Jive thing start out? I ended up on Jive Records because uh, my old manager Domino was my manager at the time. Hold up, wait a minute, hold up. You said Domino, I'm that fly, I'm that guy. Gotta get a piece of that sweet potato. <laughs> no, no, not, not him. Not, not him. him. Okay, okay. Not him. <laughs> okay, you know. Yeah, but I but I but I but I bought that I bought that record. I was feeling ghetto jam. You know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he but laughing yeah, at me I'm, right I'm, now. He like, you know, that was, you know. Hey. But I hey, but Domino, he was my he was my manager, and uh, so he he was taking the CEO of uh, Jive Records to the airport, and they had my demo in. You know, that's back in the day when you had demos you could play. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so they, he was he was like, yeah, yo, who is this? I like what I'm hearing. And they was like, yo, you know, that's my man. And they hooked up a meeting. Um, they they offered me a contract. It wasn't up to par. We went through some negotiations. Mm. And then uh, they end up, you know, coming up with a better offer, and that's how that happened. Okay, okay. Now, did you sign just strictly an artist deal or like a production publishing deal type thing? Like, let's enlighten the people on, you know, a little bit about the music industry, if you would. Business yeah, I signed wise. half of my. I, I sent. I signed half of my publishing to them, which was Zamba Music, and then I signed an artist deal. Um, 
you know, uh, just a, or as an artist to jive records. Um, and they signed me, you know, kind of like with an album with the option to re-sign or something like that. Oh, okay, um, okay. But yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had on the label, we had like Aaliyah, we had uh, the Fushnickens, Too Short, Aunt Banks, Spice One, uh, KRS-One, um, you know, High Five. We had those type of artists going on. So okay, those were your label set. mates. Gotcha. Yeah. That's when the West, that's when the West Coast man was hitting heavy, man. That's when they was hitting heavy. Now, were you yeah. now the hieroglyphics crew? That's you and DJ Mikey G, right? Now, Hyro was this. That Hyro is uh, the family I used to be in. That's Souls of Mischief, Delta, Funky Homo Sapien, mm-hmm. um, Casual, and uh, Pep Love, and then there was me. And so it was kind of like a family in the same way that Wu-Tang has different artists, but they still Wu-Tang. Yeah, yeah, kind of like the Native Tongues movement, where it was Tribe, exactly, Daylight. Like Native, ex- okay. exactly, like Native Tongues had Black Sheep, Daylight, Tribe. They was one family, but they had different deals. That was kind of like our deal. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I got you, I got you. I, th- I got you, I got you. I'm just asking questions, my brother. Just trying to, you know, engage uh, a little bit more about you, you know what I mean? So... You know, because I do this hip-hop thing all day, every day in my sleep, you dig? Um, that's that's dope, man. That's pretty dope. Now, did you sign, like, a one-album deal? Like, you, you know, so basically you signed, like, a one-album deal, and it was like, if you sold yeah. a certain amount of units, you were able to renegotiate. Right. I got you. I got you. Yeah, that's what we did. That's what we did, yep. Now, what was the name of the first album that you actually put out on Jive? The name of the first album that I put out and the only album on Jive was Like It Should Be. Mm-hmm. And the new album is a, the bookend to that album. And so anybody that knows about Like It Should Be, then they know that I'm playing on the words when I put out the new album that's called Like It's Supposed To Be. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I got you, I got you, I got you. Yeah, I was, I'm glad that you, you know, enlightened me on that a little bit. I was trying to, you know, figure the two out, you know, because I, you know, was listening to one. One song I did like, you know, that I picked up on was um, Fresh Prince with Master Ace. Nice. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, okay, okay, okay. Now, were you and Master Ace in the same studio, or he had y'all? He sent the verse over. How did that take place? Now, Master Ace, he just uh, he's he's cool with my man Pete Spray, and uh, so Pete Spray asked him to just like, hey man, say a little something on my man's record. So Master Ace was you know uh, uh, cool enough to just go ahead and drop that for us. Yeah, yeah, that's and, uh, and so. Yeah, so that's how that happened. But I always uh, looked up to Master Ace. Obviously, he's from the Juice Crew. The Juice Crew was like the most popular crew when I was in high school. So it's just, uh, you know, kind of like an honor to come full circle and, you know, have to say something on my record. Nah, that's dope, man. I like that joint, too. I like another joint, too, man. Lost and Found? Hard. That shit hard. Yeah. That shit hard. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Yeah, that shit hard, man. You know... Cause like well, like I said, I hear a lot of East Coast influence in your music. I hear yep. a lot of East Coast yep, influence no in, in your music, you know. Yeah, man, it's definitely you know, um before there was West Coast or East Coast, everything kinda came from New York before it spread out. Yeah. 
And so, and so, even though we was on the West Coast, we had we had LL's radio, or we had LL's bigger and deafer. Mm. So it's 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 kind of like that time where before it was East or West, you still had Fat Boys, you had Just Dice, you had UTFO, you had Houdini, mm-hmm. and it wasn't it wasn't so much that it was East or West, it was just hip hop. And so when when it began to spread to the West, West Coast became known for playing their stuff. Mm-hmm. Studio Tone, Ant Banks, uh, the Dangerous Crew, they, they were more playing their stuff on keyboards and some of it sound, sounded like church. And then mm-hmm. the East Coast, they were more known for sampling. So you would take a sample and then you would put drums to that sample and it would sound older and dirtier because the sample was dirtier. Yeah, 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 facts. That's a fact. That's a fact. Listen, y'all, he he giving y'all a hip hop lesson right here and giving y'all some hip hop history. So this I'm just talking to the younger audience, you know, for people for the younger people who do tune in. I got you, I got you. Now you one hundred percent right on that. Now what else was I gonna say? It was something else I was thinking, man. And I like the piano record. Thought that was hot too. Oh dope, 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 dope. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Now, what about that? Second and fifteen album. What about that project? Tell me a little bit about that. That was man. That was just uh, it's called two for fifteen. I put that out with my own money um, after the jive thing, and it's just it's an underground thing. You know what I'm saying? Only a few people have it, mm. um, but it's kind of like a classic, man. Because uh, I was just in my own mindset, doing my own thing with my own production. And, uh, you know, for those who have it, man, they really appreciate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So now you make it. So you make beats as well. You do production as well. Yeah, I have. I, I produced uh, uh, on my first three albums. I didn't produce on this album. But, yeah, I do. Oh, okay, okay. Now, since I'm a producer myself, so... Your favorite, your, your your favorite, your favorite piece of equipment, the MP60 or the MPC2000, which one? I worked on the A. I worked on the ASR10. Oh, okay, the keyboard joint, the keyboard joint. Okay, okay, okay. The keyboard sampler, yeah, that was that was my that was my tool right there. <laughs> okay, yeah, MPC2000 for me, just because you know I was always I was I'm a big Jay Dilla fan. You know, Dilla's my idol. Oh yeah. Definitely, definitely. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. Now, 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 guys that you know, you've been now, guys that you've been around in the industry. Do you still like frequent with these same individuals or new people in the industry from the Bay Area? Guys like Mr. Fab, Messy Mar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you, nah, man. I, I, I. You know, I'm kind of like. Uh, I don't, I don't really keep up with all the new guys too much. I, I take a listen, you know what yeah, I'm saying, yeah, yeah. here and there. Uh, but yeah, man, I heard a couple of Mr. Fab things, but nah, man, I don't really uh, keep up. You know, I'm just, I just stay in my lane. Nah, I don't keep up with it yeah. um, too much. If I hear something I like, I like, but it's not like it used to be, you know, back when 
you knew a tape was coming out, you'd be at Leopold's waiting on it. It's not like that for me anymore. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. I understand. I, I definitely understand that. I can un totally understand that. It's the same over here, too, with me. You know, there's a lot of new up-and-coming talent just everywhere across, you know, across the world. And a lot of stuff, I'm just like, ah... I'm not into space music and, you know, all that, you know, right. TikTok shit these motherfuckers be doing and all that old weird shit, you know. I'm just not into that to me. You know, that some of that shit ain't fucking hip-hop, you know what I mean? You know, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not hip-hop, and I think we got too much of that going on. I feel like there's no balance with the music industry today in 2020 as opposed to it was right. in 94 or 93 or 95 you know? yeah they're saying any and everything and then uh, these guys they they look feminine now when they rapping and uh it's almost like they so rebellious that you can't tell them if they're a girl or a boy they're gonna let you know however they feel i'm gonna be a girl today tomorrow i'm gonna be a boy but yeah to me, that ain't hip-hop yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen, y'all, we not bashing the LBGTQ community or whatever. We just talking about what's hip hop and what's not hip hop. <laughs> you know what I mean? so, right? You know, yeah, right? Don't 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 start protesting, please. Yeah, we yeah. Start. You know, we just not. You know, we ain't we ain't trying to bash nobody. We just talk about what's hip hop and not hip hop. <laughs> nah, I definitely. You know, I, I just had to put that out there because you know, boy. The wrong person hears something. They're like, oh, man, they said this about this and that. And, it, and it's not in that context. You know, we just have been, right, you know, right. you know, hip-hop conversation, you know, in the definition of hip-hop. So what's your definition of hip-hop? What's hip-hop to you? Hip-hop hip -hop is organic, right? Mm -hmm. It's not nothing that can be manufactured. It's not nothing that... Even though the influence has been spread to the suburbs, it's not something that you can just, even if you have the ability to rap, that is not necessarily hip hop. Hip hop has to be connected to the roots. And so there's beatboxing, there's graffiti, there's breakdancing, there's DJing, there's MCing. And hip hop is, a, is a, a music that came out of a culture from a people who were poor but we had so much talent, we found a way to use our talent in this way with respect to the ones who came before us. Definitely. The R&B artists, the soul artists, the jazz artists. We didn't, it wasn't a replacement for jazz. It was just our version of what the jazz artists used to do. It was our version. And so we were spitting poetry, um, if you will, with rhythm over break beats and over jazz beats. Um, it was an expression that came up out of poverty and uh, at a time when instead of shooting each other, we would break dance against each other. That's what hip hop is to me. Definitely. You know, and it's also, it's a competitive thing where if you are MC, you want to be the best MC. Now every rapper is not an MC. You got some rappers who just gonna rock the party. They gonna come in there and do a good job. You gonna have the people that come in there like Dusty Fresh and just entertain the people. But then you're going to have them people like Nas, Rakim, and Jay-Z, and their whole mission is to be number one on the mic. So mm -hmm. hip-hop to me is just an embodiment of the hood and all the talent that's in the hood. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like uh, like we found a way to make millions by, by playing basketball, by shooting some leather through a hoop. 
We found a way to make billions by grabbing a mic and two turntables and letting people see our skills. That's hip-hop to me. Mm, mm, mm. Preach, my brother. Preach. He just gave a hip-hop sermon on what hip-hop is, y'all, to him. And I agree with him. I'm definitely with you 100% on that. I think that's what's missing, and I think more people need to take heed to what you just said on those elements of hip-hop because I think... They're slowly coming back to the forefront a little bit, but I think it needs to be, you know, pushed a little bit more. You know what I mean? Because, you know, history always has a way of repeating itself. And, you know, and I think it's slowly coming back in certain areas. But, you know, so what do you think about the corporations taking over hip hop and like controlling the way things are? Uh, man, you know, when I was a kid and I saw Jive Records or uh, Electra Records, in my mind, I thought that these were going to be people that already was loving the music, produced the music, was raised on the music, and they just was putting some bread in the people that they thought was fresh. Mm-hmm. But come to find out, when I went into the offices, you have people that had to do their homework on the music just so they could have the position. Mm-hmm. You had you had people like, for instance, I was on the same label as uh, the Bachelors Boys, right? Mm-hmm. So if you don't have the proper respect for hip hop, you're gonna put all your money into the Backstreet Boys because that's what's selling. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you put your money in the KRS One? Why would you put your money into a Tribe Called Quest? extra prolific when you could just put your money in the factory boys and get your money all the way back and get rich so my my perspective is this i i like the labels who know what the music is that's why i always like the death jam i always like the independent labels because we grew up on the music and we know what's dope we don't have to put out a consensus to see what record is good we know it because we love the music ourselves yeah and so a lot of times corporations if you're only thinking about the money you don't care about the integrity of hip-hop you don't care about the message if it's influencing the kids the wrong way you don't care about nothing but just getting money off of us and so i don't i don't i don't like when corporations take over hip-hop because it can be exploited yeah you know what i'm saying Definitely. I definitely agree with you 100% on that. I definitely think that, you know, corporations have, you know, taken over and just, you know, kind of cashed out, made big cash outs on that. And artists ain't really, they're not, they're not, they're not getting as much as they supposed to get and then when you come off later on saying like hey well i got robbed i got ripped off and you can't really solely blame the comp the corporation because you signed on the dotted line you know what i mean and right you know you know when i hear people you know going after you know i don't hear people going after the jimmy ivines the clive davises but they'll go after diddy you know what I'm saying? They'll go after Jay-Z, Jay Prince, and all those type of individuals. Or Damon Dash, uh, Irv Gotti. Uh, you know, I'm just naming African-American men who, you know, made it in our culture. You know, and right. people go after them, but they don't ever go after the Jewish man or, or the Asian man. You know, and oh, you owe me and you owe me and just that and the third. And meanwhile, you signed a bullshit deal. 
And I think that's yeah, something. Yeah, nobody owe you nothing. Yeah, yeah, you know, you 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 signed it. Yeah, you gave it up, you know, and and I think now, you know, with the independent scene today, I don't really even think it's. I'm not even call it the independent game. I'm just gonna call it the internet game because we in the age of the internet, and, <laughs> and nowadays anybody can make a song. That's what. That's the thing that I dislike about. The way music is today, like anybody can rap, and I've never heard or seen so many rappers in my fucking life. Like it's rappers everywhere. <laughs> it's rappers. Everywhere. We got a million rappers. Yeah, and I'm like Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Everybody in the booth. Everybody got a video. Everybody got something to say. And to me, I'm just like, ah, oh, man, come on, man. Listen. I'm not trying to diss nobody. I understand people. We all do have certain type of talents. You know what I mean? But everybody can't be an MC. Everybody can't. Everybody can't. You know, hold that microphone. You may think you can hold a microphone, but everybody. I just think it, everybody shouldn't be trying to do that. You know, we need to see more black judges and more black lawyers and more black DAs and more black law enforcement people more black doctors you know from our communities right. you, know, you know cause everybody wanna be a rapper right. or a ball player I'm just saying that's it that's our only two options in the hood we think <laughs> yeah you know and, and I get it Biggie Smalls made it cool you know what I'm saying you either slang and crack or you got a wicked jump shot he was right to some degree <laughs> right <laughs> you know right. you know um so now, so let's talk about this new project because I actually like that new joint you got. I peeped the video of it. Um, bang the okay. drum, you know. I hear you got. I hear a little bit of African sound in the production a little bit. You know what I mean? From the the snares and the hi hats and the thing got a little bit of African sound to it, and you kind of got a little bit of a. Yep african theme going on in the video as well and i like how you got the youth in there because you know i'm all about you know helping the youth and, and embracing the youth so walk me through that a little bit i'm just giving my analogy of the song itself yeah 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 well the bang the drums the song came about um when i was listening to the radio like you was talking about trying to see what if anybody's dropping something that i could feel so i'd listen to the mainstream radio out here which i never do and so i listened to about three four five songs and everything was sounding alike so you know i said man wait a minute i come up from a time where we had ll we had daylight we had nwa we had ic we had public enemy we had four righteous teachers we had so much we had so much different ingredients you can make gumbo mm -hmm. so when I listen, when I listen to everybody and they trying to sound like Future, I said, Nah, man, this, this ain't this ain't the way to go. So that's when I penned the song. I'm like, Man, every time I'm listening, we tired of the same song all over the world. Tired of the same record. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Man, let's take it back to when it was about and rhymes, beat rapping, lyrics, bang the drums. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I like that record right there, and I like how you made about you. Y'all put the Kendrick sample in there as well. You know what I mean with him saying the word extra prolific and all that. That was that was dope too. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was a uh, he was uh, 
one of the people that was influenced by me, you know what I'm saying, gave me a little shout. So I threw that in there for the youngsters. Nah, that's cool. That's cool, man. Now, you know Kendrick personally or no? Never met him. Mm. Never. You know. But you know, it was a trip because when he first came out, I had a few people coming to me. They was asking me, um, have I heard of this guy? He said, he kind of sound like you. I was like, nah, nah, nah. Nah, I don't know what you're talking about. And uh, and then I played it. I said, okay, I, I hear it a little bit, but I don't hear it like y'all hear it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna and say that later on. I, I yeah. was gonna, I was gonna, I'm not to cut you off, my brother. Not to cut you off, black man. I was gonna say that oh, too. Good. Like, you know, I, I, I peeped that a little bit too. And, you know, I went back to the song where he actually said that, you know, that line, said the line. And I was like, okay, okay, I can see the, I can see the influence and all that. Cause he kind of got that, you know, West Coast underground, you know what I mean? Hip, real hip hop feel to him. But go ahead, my brother, finish it off, please. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. So I said, well, man, you can't control how you sound. Well, you can to a certain degree, but in one in, a, in one instance, a man sounds the way he sounds because that's just how he sounds. That's what I was saying. Yeah. So I was like, nah, I don't think so. But then, you know what I'm saying, once he put the name in there, I was like, oh, okay, he probably had the album back in the day as a youngster, and I'm one of the people that he, you know, yeah. like amongst many. And yeah, so, yeah, he, he was influenced by you. I got you. Yeah, I can see that. Nah, right. you know. And there's nothing wrong with that. Shout out to Kendrick. You know what I mean? Shout out to him. So we, as for people, we not dissing the brother. You know what I mean? So, but shout out to him as well. Not nah. at all. Yeah, nah, I dig it. I dig it. I could, I could definitely see that. And that's dope, man. That was an ill line too, though, man. And the way he did it. And then for you to take his voice and put it inside your new record, man. That was pretty dope too, man. That was pretty dope. I definitely was like, yo, that shit is ill right there. That was ill. Definitely a hot beat, man, and you know, I think, like I said, I hear the African sound sounds in it, and I think African drumming is coming is is a big thing now as well, you know. And I see you, yeah, man, my man, uh, my man, uh, Pete Spray and O Love, they came with the beat, and I was like, okay, this is an African, so African type joint, man. And so when I thought about the video, I was like, okay. Let's 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 play on that a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I have my sons in there playing the drums. I had the young girls in there doing the little dance, and I put on the little African thing just to fit the whole vibe. But it came out right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, there is definitely some good work, man. Definitely some good work, man. I was like, okay, 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 okay. I, you know what I mean? I was like, I can fuck with this. I can fuck with that. You know what I mean? And shout out to Pete Spray. You know what I mean? By the way, as well. Yeah. You know he, you know he bigs me up a lot too, man. And he actually made this connection right here happen to get you know what I'm saying yeah. extra prolific west coast hip hop underground legend on the money marv report so I gotta shout out to Pete Spray for that as well man that's, that's dope man I definitely yeah. like that man I like the video I like the song very energetic man and you know, I, I they need to actually get that on mainstream radio, man. I think that would be pretty dope, and it would kind of like you know, change the you know the landscape of music a little bit as well. In my personal opinion, I believe so. You know, I believe so, man. You know, just kind of give people a tune up and remind them what this is all about. Mm. So now, let me ask you this: What do you think about J Cole? I like J. Cole. I like him too. I, I, I like him too. I like J. Cole. What about I like, Logic? Uh, I like all the rappers. 
the oh. con- logic. I don't know logic. All right, I might have to put you on to him, man. He, he kind of remind me of J. Cole. You know, he kind of got that, you know, conscious. Does he vibe. have a song? Does he have a song with Eminem? No, I, I think that's Joyner Lucas. That's Joyner Lucas. But that dude spit too. I like him okay. too. I like Joyner Lucas too. He okay. spit too. Yeah, nah, Logic is dope. Okay. Um, nah, nah, man. Yeah, that's cool. So, so, so you like a few of the newer rappers, the today up today guys. You know, I can see you liking a few of them, not yeah. all of them. I got you. Now, yeah, I mean, I like who I know about that when I hear it and excited, I like Kendrick, I like J. Cole. Um, it seemed like a lot of the rappers that I end up seeing, I guess they doing the trap thing, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, where, uh, you know, it's kind of like a different lane. Um, sometimes you can't understand what they're saying, uh, and a lot of the beats are real, like, dreamy. I think you're supposed to be off the lean while you're listening or something like that, so... I don't really know about that lane too much. Yeah, um, yeah. Neither do I. I don't yeah, know much man. about that I'll, shit either. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's and that's not to diss all of it, you know what I'm saying? But I just don't know who's who in that lane. Um, you know, but I like I like the rappers who work on their game, um, who take time with their lyrics, and not just with their rhythm and with their flow, but who got some content. Eminem... To me, is one of the best uh, rappers. If we're talking about difficulty, a degree of difficulty, but I don't have not one of his albums because for me, he don't have the type of content that I did. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, I, I hear you there on that too as well. You know, because you know, I. I could I see exactly where you're coming from. You know, like I think Eminem can rap. He can rap. I don't think yes. he's the best rapper in the world. Some people may be mad at me for that. They may demonetize my shit, but I don't give a fuck, though. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It is what it is, you know. But if I'm, you know, but I'm going to say this to you, my brother. Maybe you can agree with this. See, you got. All right. All right. I'm going to say this. Like, Kobe Bryant is a great ball player, but Michael Jordan is the best. Yes. And. Of course. You know, being great makes you a legend. But when you're the best, you're an icon. You know what I'm saying? It's a big right. difference. You know what I mean? You, you know, and like Bob Marley is was the best at what he did. Prince was the best right. at what he did. Michael Jackson was the right. best at what he did. And those guys that I'm naming, right. I'm just saying, you know, the, the iconicness. You know, same thing with Tupac. You know, he was the best at what right. he did at his time because he was very, you know, iconic and impactful. You get, you follow me? Right. Of and, course. You know, and it's nothing wrong with being a great and being a legend, but being the best is something totally different. You know what I'm saying? Being the best. Of is course, something man. You, huh? you only got a handful. Like, <laughs> put it like this. It, I mean, and, and, and God bless the dead. We know Kobe and everything that happened. But when Kobe was alive, I was a little bit kind of hard on Kobe because people was trying to say he was better than Michael. And I said, listen, this is a rule in the game, a rule in hip hop, a rule in life. You can't never be better than the one whose blueprint you follow. Never. Mm, and so, if you, deep. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, he's talented. Yes, he's one of the best. But without Jordan, there is no Kobe. And so 
you can't you can't disrespect Jordan by saying he's better than. And so that's like me saying Neo is better than Michael Jackson. I sound like a fool. Yeah, right? yeah. And so yeah, or Justin Timberlake sound better than Michael Jackson. Come on, man, are you kidding me? Like yeah. nah, man. Or, or J. Rowe is better than Prince. Nah, you gotta. If we're talking about the pillars in this thing, the Mount Rushmores in this thing, yeah, you gotta give it up, man. And so. Yeah, brothers, now you got brothers who have uh, uh, evolved because we've seen the Rockins, we've seen the, the Nazis, we've seen, uh, you know, the, even the Kumo Dees, the Big Daddy Kane. And so you got people going from there and even going further with it. But without them, shit, we wouldn't be where we are. So you got to give it up. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Got to. I agree with you 100%. What challenges do you face coming back into this to this era of music the things that you know from when you first came until now the different you know the different challenges that you face to get people more familiarized uh, well you with know you. <clears throat> my difference is my music now is uh you know it's what you call clean like i don't have not one curse word on my on, on my album it's uh you know what i'm saying it's 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 for if you ages two or if you 102 right <laughs> But, but my, my challenge, my personal challenge, is to make it sound so gritty, if you will, that you would even realize that it's not, you know what I'm saying? That it's not dirty, that it's not, uh, you know, promoting murder, that it's not degrading women. I want it to sound so gritty and grimy that you don't even realize you listen to a clean record. That's my personal challenge. But as far as where I fit in, mm -hmm. uh, one thing about rec name recognition is... Jive, they spent a certain amount of money on making sure people knew who I was. Gotcha. And so, since they all they spent the money, and I ain't on the label, I might as well use the name because that's what people identify with. And I just put out music that those same people used to love. I'm putting out the same the same type of music to the same audience. So it's not really a challenge. It's just about you being true and knowing who your demographic is. I agree. I respect that. Definitely. I agree with that. You know, that's the same thing that I do here, you know, on the podcast thing, whether it's radio and stuff like that. You know, and I hear a lot of people say, you know, audio is cool, but the young people this. And I'm like, well, you know, define young to me. When I think of young, I think of people who are, you know, you know, a year old to 18 to maybe 21. That's young to me. You know, all you motherfuckers that's right. 25 and up, if you half a 50, my nigga, you ain't that young no more. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I know prolific, like, this dude is bogged down, but I'm just, I'm just being real, you know what I mean? You know? Yeah, right, and, right, right. You'll be, you'll be 30 tomorrow. Yeah, like, come on, man, cut that shit out, you know, so I deal with that a lot, you know, and I tell people all the time, too, you know, like... You know, my audience of people from the age of 30 to 60. Why? Because that's what I cater to. That's the people that, you know, that I choose to talk to and have hip-hop conversation with. You know what I mean? I can't have hip-hop conversation with somebody who's 10 years old. You know what I mean? My son is 10. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So... I, you know, I just hear so many people say, oh, the young people this, the young boys this. Well, what do you mean young? Define young. You know what I'm saying? Because 
nigga, if right. you, you, you know, shit, if you, nigga, if you 30, nigga, you ain't fucking young, bro. You, you know what I'm saying? You got three decades on the planet. You ain't that young no more. You know what I'm saying? I can see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And not to say it's not old or anything, but I just hate people, man. The music thing is about the young boys, and I'm sure you probably feel the same way. What's your thoughts on hip-hop always putting uh, uh, putting the age limit on us? Um, You know, hip-hop, man, has grown. So um, it's, it's there's a lane here, man, like, our parents had oldies, right? They listened to oldies. Yeah. And them oldies were, 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 they were symbolic of a time when they were young. And we got oldies, if you will. You know what I'm saying? We got oldies in a sense. But at the same time, look at Jay-Z. Jay-Z, like, 50 years old. When he drops something, the youngsters got to see what he's doing, right? That's because that nigga... At, that, 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 hold, hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. One second. People only do that because Jay-Z has made X amount of dollars and got notoriety outside of music. That's just my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Listen, yeah. you know what I'm right. saying? Outside of music. That's why people only, the youngsters only pay attention to Jay-Z. You know what I mean? And nigga, you still owe me, right. a, Jay-Z, you still owe me some money too. You know you bit that, you know you bit my song anyway, but that's another story. But I just think, as you say, Jay-Z... <laughs> <laughs> but as you know, as you say that, I just say Jay Z is a difference because he ain't really saying nothing too too relevant. Ain't nobody, they ain't nobody worried about art and motherfucking Picasso's nigga that cost ten million dollars. And the hood, we ain't thinking about that. Right. But they just respect Jay Z right, and right, they gonna right. listen because his business regimen. So that's that's all I'm right. gonna say. I ain't mean to cut you off, my brother. I just get a little nah, bit. it's all good. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's just the way. That's just the way that I see somebody like Jay Z because KRS and Jay Z about the same age. You get what I'm saying? And the young people right. don't even check for KRS One. But when KRS One jump on the stage and he tear the whole house down, you know what I mean? Young people, they can't keep up that's with that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So Man, look at the look at the look at the rappers who are over forty who still tear it up. Eminem, Nas, Jay Z, Busta Rhymes, uh Cool G Rap. You know what I'm saying? Like you got you got lyricists who ain't fell off at all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. uh it's it's kinda like you can you can aspire to have longevity in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like we Vince Carter out here. We still in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And still dunking. <laughs> still dunking, yeah. <laughs> you right, yeah, yeah, you right. You know, shout, you know what? I was in Daytona not too long ago. Shout out to Vince Carter, man. I, I commend him for keep playing ball at his age. And, and you know what? That's a good example, my brother. Very good example. He said, we Vince Carter in this thing out here. <laughs> good analogy. I like that. Um, I, I definitely agree with you 100% on that totally. And you're right. It is about the lane thing. And, you know, sometimes, you know, trying to change lanes to keep up with what's going on, you know, can be detrimental to a person's, you know, career in my eyes personally. You know, if you, yeah. if you tell, if you're a storyteller, be a storyteller. If you're going to be a gangster rapper, be a gangster rapper. If you're going to be a hardcore rapper, be a right. hardcore rapper. If you're going to be a conscious rapper, be a conscious rapper. 
You know, not to right. say that people can't do all in one, but at some point in time, you do got to find a lane and stay in your lane. And I think, you know, a lot of older guys are always trying to conform to being being young. You know, when I see 50-year-old men and women jamming out to goddamn, I don't know who, um, little boat boy, uh, little young somebody, uh, um, you know, right. you know, little, little sheep, uh, little peep, uh, whoever, whoever it is, you know, whatever these artist names are, you know, uh, you know, free smoke, uh, whatever this kid that just passed away, may he rest in peace. So when I see people, you know, yes, you know, 50 years old, you know, jamming out like they 20 fucking two and shit. I'm just like, that's what we, that's what, that's what we're nah. doing nowadays. I, I just can't respect that or get into that too much. It's just, nah, that's a mistake, man. That's a mistake. I don't, <laughs> I don't think you want to compromise your artistic integrity to try to be relevant to a crowd that ain't going to even be uh, loyal to you in the first place. Like, nah, man. Stay in your lane, make good music. If you make good music, man, it'll, you know, cause you could be, you could blow up overnight and people forget who you are the next year, or you could grow your fan base organically by just being consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you 100%. You know, now I'm gonna ask you this. Do you think followers define your music career in this day and age or no? No. I mean, it, it may, it may, in the numbers game, it may, but <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm, I came up, when I was coming up, MC Hammer sold 10 million records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Fact. Did that, did that mean MC Hammer was the best? Not at all. Matter of fact, I remember Vanilla Ice, he went diamond too, he sold 10 million. Does that mean Vanilla Ice is the best? No, so I say that to say this: just because somebody got numbers, they might be popular. That don't have nothing to do with your ability and your talent. That's two different things. I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you said that because you know I was having a debate with somebody about that. You know what I mean? Like I don't think followers because anybody can buy followers and fans in this day and age you know what i mean right hey, you know and I, i'm just one to go off good quality content and i think if you got good quality content music or whatever it is that you're doing you know it will come organically as you just said before my brother you know and that's right. real man you definitely dropped some gems tonight on me man it made, gave me a different perspective but I also see, man, you very spiritual. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Now, that's something that you've been your, your whole life that way, or, you know, like, that's something you've taken on in the last maybe 10, 5 to 10 years of your life, or that's something you've been into for a while? Uh, it's, it's been um, almost 20 years, uh, you know, where I've been reading the Bible, studying the word, getting to that, uh, you know, saying following the teachings and things like that. So it's been about it's been about 20 years. But, you know, at, at first I thought I had to kind of like wear it as a badge of honor. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, like Aunt Esther, for, for example, you remember her? She come in with her Bible and smack you with her purse. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but now, but now, but now it's just something that's a part of me. And so, you know, I don't have to 
put it all on front street. Like, hey, hey, this is what I do. This is what I do. If you talk to me long enough, you just gonna, you know, see life through the conversation. You're going to hear the light and you're going to hear a different perspective and a different, uh, you know, different wind that you hear in, uh, in other places. So, but yeah, definitely, man. I, I wake up. I thank God every day is a gift. Definitely. Um, I, I, I believe I believe that God is the giver of the gifts, and so the one who owns the gifts, they can't be proud. They can't look at other people like they're uh, looking down on someone else. But if you receive a gift, then the only thing you can be is grateful, and so you use your gift to make the person who gave it to you look good. And so that's where I'm at with it, man. So. I want to build people up with my music because a lot of people don't want to admit it, but music has an influence, especially on people who are impressionable. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I remember when I was a, when I was a kid, we had like self destruction, which made you think about what you were doing with your life. We have we had uh, Boogie Down Productions, and they was dropping science. You had Public Enemy, who was saying, "Don't believe the hype." You had X Clan, and so I, I and I was influenced by these cats. So I'm saying, look, if I can drop something in my music that's going to influence somebody for the good, then I'm doing the right thing with my gift. Nah, I, I, I respect that 100%. I definitely like the, you know, the, the approach about it, you know, because we do need more positive things. And I was saying that on the live feed that we need more positivity in this world because we got enough chaos going on right now. You know, I go in the supermarket today. Motherfuckers is buying up all the water and talking about coronavirus and this and all this old craziness. <laughs> and I'm just like, shit, man. Yeah, y'all, y'all trying to protect yourselves from the coronavirus. Hell, y'all ain't even trying to protect yourself from HIVs and HIV and STDs that's been around for forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm serious, hey, Mark. Huh? What'd you say, my brother? Hey, Mark. How, how many more times? do we need to hear about killing each other? You know what I'm saying? Like, look, we need, we don't need no more animosity between me and you or anybody else. What we need is to learn how to love each other. We don't like each other. So why do I need, why do I need to be dancing about murder and killing when what we need in the hood is to come together? That don't even make sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You 100% right. And I see, like, you know, and, you know, coming, you know, me, I was a street dude myself, you know. You know, I took to certain roads and, you know, and, you know, created self genocides in my own neighborhood, in my own hood, amongst right. my own kind of people, right. whether it's, you know, whether I'm, you know, peddling drugs on the block or whether, you know, I'm, you know, I'm shooting, I'm doing a drive-by shooting up somebody's house or shooting at somebody. So I definitely understand what you're saying. And, you know, it took me to go to the penitentiary a few times to really, you know, wake up and understand like, damn, you know what? I'm just doing, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm killing myself and killing my people at the same time. You know what I mean? And I don't mean literally, Real folks. Shit. I'm yeah. speaking metaphorically. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, I, you know, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, um, 
we got to know, you know, you know, we got too much negativity. And I think the problem is, you know, we don't like to come together and unite as and unite as a people because we too busy worried about getting over on each other instead of helping each other. You know what I mean? Instead of building up your community, we, you know, motherfuckers want to keep destroying the community. And to me, that's right. sad, you know, and the same thing with the music as well. You know, the music community, the hip hop community, we're the only community that don't stick together and don't try to work with each other because we too busy worried about what right. can we get from from this one or that one. You know what I mean? Whether it's a big thing or a small thing or a temporary thing, you know, and right. it's too much of a divide in music and we got divide with racism we got divide with you know what i mean between cops and civilians in in our neighborhoods you know what i mean and and you trying to go into a billion dollar industry to you know to to receive some type of profit to take care of your family because hip-hop as my man easy moby said has paid people's child support put people's kids through college so you know i'm thankful for hip-hop you know what I mean? Because if it wasn't for hip hop, yeah. we wouldn't even be having this conversation today. Right. You know, and right. You know, and and I see that you know hip hop has brought a lot of people together. Hell, it brought us together, and I'm gonna keep us coming together yeah. and keeping that connection because I love hip hop. I love music. You love music. You know, and and. Hell, I, I don't know. You could be my best friend 20 years from now. Who the fuck knows? You know what I mean? Right, right, you know? right. And I think, you know, you know, and I'm sure you could relate to this too. Where you from, there's a divide and split in the hip-hop community between the big-name artists and the up-and-coming artists. You know what I mean? People that's, you know, you hear rapping down the block. In my, in my neighborhood, I'm sure it, there's one kid on every block in their house trying to make music and i'm sure that's in your neighborhood as well right. and i think right, we need man. to right we need to unify the communities and unify the culture more you know what i mean and and help man. these huh go ahead my brother go ahead yeah yeah nah you i'm just giving you amens listen the the, the the bible says without a vision the people perish the problem is this we got a crabs in the bucket mentality where everybody got their own MP, everybody got their own keyboard, everybody got their own uh, uh, program, and they trying to come up themselves. Mm -hmm. But imagine what it would be like if everybody who's trying to come up had the vision in mind that what we're trying to do is not hurt each other, but we're trying to heal each other. If we were trying to heal each other, we'd have a different type of music, we wouldn't hate on each other, and it wouldn't matter if I had two followers or two million, because it ain't a crabs in a bucket, I'm trying to help my brother as I come up. We look at look at Chinatown, mm -hmm. right? They, yeah. Look look at look at the uh, look at look at the Latino community. Man, they live in a house 12, 13, 14 deep until somebody's able to get out that house and have their own house. Yeah, but yeah, in yeah. In the hood, we, we don't. In the hood, we throw each other away when we get old. As soon as you turn 18, you got to get out the house. And I don't care what you do, you just can't live here. And yeah. you make music about killing, check, drug abuse, uh, degrading our sisters. Do whatever you do to come up. As long as you make it, you find it. 
Well, the hood ain't gonna be fine if you fine. You gonna tear down a little one thousand dollar check to the boys club, and then you move next to Marsha and Jan Brady. That ain't gonna get it. What we gotta do is come together with the right vision. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree one hundred percent. I definitely agree with you one hundred percent, my brother. Yeah, you know what I mean. I definitely agree with you. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Like, I definitely yeah, agree. Yeah, the rappers with you. they they get rich. They get rich and they move out of the hood, and you never you never see them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's exactly what happens a lot, you know. And my problem with rappers, these mainstream artists, and I know quite a few of them. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I know quite a few of them, and not for nothing. You know when I, you know, because listen, I work in the community with kids, and I work at a non-for-profit youth organization, so I'm working with kids every day. You get what I'm saying? And I, okay. and, you know, okay. and, I, and I've said this before on the show. You know, I go around to all the juvenile facilities in the state of New York and talk to young men, and I mentor young men. And right. my problem is my biggest gripe. And I keep saying this, and I've said this several different times on several different platforms. Is I'm tired of I'm tired of you I'm tired of you big name rappers not coming back to your community, your community, your block, the place you grew up, the park you played in, and you ain't giving back, man. You ain't put you ain't help trying to put no new basketball courts up. You ain't trying to help build no community centers or none of that. But you want people to go buy your music. And that's where that's where my problem right. derives from, you know, with the, yeah. you know, with a lot of artists. Just like you know, I was on another show doing doing an interview with the hip hop buffet, and they were saying that what has EPMD done for the community here in Long Island? I said absolutely nothing, mm. absolutely nothing. Mm. And I'll tell Eric Sherman to mm. his face and Parrish Smith to his face, cause nigga, I live in Brentwood, CI. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's Keith Murray, K Solo, Red Man, or whoever, they ain't done nothing in my community, cause I'm in my community on mm. the front line. You know what I'm saying? I just don't rap no mm. more. I just put the microphone down because I ain't got time to be trying to, you know, impress and trying to impress new fans and new people and. And, you know, people hating and saying, oh, that ain't, this ain't it, that's whack. And people saying, it's all right, it's all right, and all. I ain't got, so I'm, I'm done with all that. But I found my calling, and right. that's having, you know, hip-hop conversation with guys like yourself and many others before and after us, you know what I mean? And I'm enjoying it, and I'm loving it. So, right. you know, so that's, like I said, when I start seeing more people do more things in their community, you know what I mean? Don't tell me what you did for Chicago and you from New York. Don't tell me what you did for right. Idaho and you live in Oakland somewhere, you know, where Huey Newton and all these people was fighting in. <laughs> now, let's talk about that. Did you come up in the Black Panther era and that, living in Oakland or no? Um, man, no. I came, I came to uh, Oakland in 88. You know what I'm saying? It was like the end of that. But it is, I do have a, a little funny little uh, story. Let's go ahead. Let's my talk about it. Girlfriend, my, my ex-girlfriend, her mom is uh, Caucasian. Okay. And her and and her her mom and Huey P was like together, together. Like they almost got married. She went to go see him in jail. Like they was on some real in love stuff. 
So it kind of blew me away. Even though her mom, her mom, I, I will say this much, her mom looked black, but she was white. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I got you, I got you, I got you. You know what I'm saying? She had the kind of like hair that was kind of like curly, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I got you, I got yeah. you. So, yeah, so so that's the, that's that's where I fit in on the history. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? UEP was with my ex-girlfriend's mom, but I came on the tail end of that um, when Huey was kind of like uh, falling apart when I came in and, and then he finally... Uh, you know, was murdered and stuff like that. So I came in on the tail end of that. Oh, okay, okay. I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. Now, since your roots is in the South and Texas, what do you think, who's your favorite um, Texas artist? Uh, Face, Scarface. Yeah, yeah, I was going, uh, I was, I was, I was Always thinking. like, always like, yeah. <laughs> face, yeah, face is a legend. I think off Scarface is underrated. He don't get the recognition that he deserves. Personally, it's my opinion. Don't mean nah. it's a fact, you know. But I think yeah. Scarface don't get the credit that he deserves. You know I mean, I was actually just listening to a Scarface record, man, this evening, man, driving home from work. <laughs> you know what I mean? A joint with okay. him and Faith off the what is it the fix album the fix album yeah joint with him and faith evans man okay. I love that record you know it kind of got that um that you know that that gospel feel to it you know what i mean you know and he was like you know rapping yeah. to the lord rapping to the lord i think you know what i'm talking about though what song i'm talking i about. do and to me faith faith always sounded like a preacher to me you know what i'm mm. saying yeah, yeah, and he, yeah. He, even when he was a young, even when he was a youngster, he carried himself like he was forty something years old. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Now, what in? Now, walk me through a little bit of your creative process, man. Like, do you get a beat mm -hmm. and do you write to it, or do you like, you know, yeah, just get you see something that inspires you and you write, you write a verse. Uh, how, like, walk me through your creative process. I usually get a beat, I hear the beat, and um, I usually hear the hook, you know what I'm saying? And with the hook, then I'm able to see what direction I want to write in. So I vibe to the beat, you know what I'm saying? I might drive around listening to it, and I listen to it like, what would I want to hear if this wasn't me? What would I want to hear coming back at me? And so I vibe to it, and I... Um, I used to uh, also write R&B songs. Um, I wrote with this producer named Michael Narda Walden. Uh, Michael Narda um, for a little while. He's produced like Whitney, Destiny's Child, so on and so on. Um, and so I, I, you know, my hooks usually come first. After I do the hooks and the courses, then I write my verses. Okay, 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 okay. I got you. Okay, so you still writing rhymes on paper. You ain't you ain't one taking it in the booth type thing. Nah, I write on paper. You understand? Know uh, <laughs> I, I write on paper. By the time I get to the booth, it's already in my head. I got you. I got you. That's that's cool. I just was curious about that. I definitely was curious about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could dig it. I could dig it, my brother. I get your energy. I get a good vibe from you, my brother. And and I, you doing you doing you doing some good things out there, man. Now, have you ghostwritten for anybody in the industry or no? In the industry, 
No. Oh, okay, okay. No. Mm. But I got some up and coming guys, you know, if they want to have a certain flow, sometimes I might write something for them. But uh, in the industry, no. One story, though, uh, when we was on Jive, they uh, they wanted us to write this hook for the Fresh Prince for uh, Will Smith. Uh huh. And the and the beat was so weak, we just we just we just passed on it. Like it was just hard to come up with something. Mm. And uh, about two weeks later, he came out with a video, and this was the song we supposed to rap uh, right on. It was called Boom Boom Shake the Room. It was still weak, but it's just kind of funny that that's the song that they wanted us to write a hook for. When they finally came for a hook, it was well needed. Mm, okay, 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 okay. I got you. <laughs> I gotta check that out now. Boom, boom. <laughs> what? The... <laughs> wow. It, it, boom, shake, boom, shake the room. Yeah. Boom, shake the room. Wow. I never even heard that shit before. <laughs> Jeez. Nah, it didn't. It didn't do nothing. It didn't do nothing. Okay. It was doo doo. It was doo doo. <laughs> Yikes! You know, do, now do you think labels do that to artists all the time? Or do they do it intentionally? What's that? Come up, you know, present songs like that to various artists on this, you know, on labels and industries. Like, hey, can you write a hook to this song here? And knowing good and goddamn well, yeah, and they do it a lot, huh? Yeah. Yeah, they do that a lot because you'd be surprised on how many artists aren't complete artists. Like some artists just got a look. Some artists just got a good voice. Like for instance, the late great Whitney Houston, she didn't even write songs. Oh yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. Facts. So Rest in peace, Whitney. If, 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 if Whitney Houston and, and Michael Jackson not writing most of their stuff, then you know certain rappers gonna need some help. And so a lot of times the labels, they try to make up for what you're missing. And they'll have some artists write you something or put a certain collaboration together just because you're not complete as an artist. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, no, nah, you're 100% right. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. Definitely right about that. So now, so now is this, this, new, this new album that you're working on, is it gonna come out? Is it is it out or what's the process of that? Where, where we going with that? Is yeah. it? Yeah, the the new the new album is out now. It came out March first. Extra prolific is called Like It's Supposed to Be, and uh, sixteen new songs is out now on all digital platforms. And then we're gonna even have vinyl and cassettes just as an old tribute and CDs at the end of the month. So the album is out now. Get that thing, listen to that thing, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a salute and tribute to the '90s era when it was about boom bap lyrics, speech and rhymes, and uh, you know that era. So gotcha. it's, it's a nice project. That's cool. That's cool, man. That's cool. You know, because you got people blowing away, man, with that tape, too, man. <laughs> you got people blowing away with that tape deck. <laughs> Yo, that yeah, is... Yeah, yeah, That is L right there. That is motherfucking L right there. I ain't seen a tape. I don't yeah. even know, man, since I think 95, man. I think the last tape I had was yeah. Red Man, There Is A Dark Side album tape. That was the last time I had a tape. Wow! Wow! Okay, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? These kids don't know nothing about they about their favorite tape being eaten up in the box. 
You know what I mean? I remember the days when, you know, I had to, when I wanted to listen to the radio, and, you know, whether it was DJ Red Alert, uh, DJ Craig G or somebody coming on, and, you know, you got to, you know, put that, put that, you know, put that paper in the top of the tape, you know what I mean? And you got to make your own mixtape. Uh, <laughs> that's right, that's right. Put that tissue on both sides, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And press record and play and pause and let that joint go. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that's how, you know, that that's how I know how, that's how I knew how to make a mixtape. You know what I mean? That's, that's a real mixtape. Yeah, man. I, you know, I, I miss those days, man. Those days were actually fun, man. When radio was radio nowadays radio ain't really radio with my eyes and all that but that's another topic conversation and all that and i don't want to you know get no i don't want to piss nobody off but oh well if i did if i did it fuck it oh well radio ain't radio no more but that's how i remember the radio and i remember you know the tape era and all that you know where you know you made your own tape you know what i'm saying you know, That's you, right. you know, That's right. you know, you play one tape and record, you know what I mean? Record with the blank tape and take that song off. So, yeah, that's how I remember it, man. Damn. But, yeah, people are blown away, man, with that tape, man. Now, what now, now is this is this is independently with you and Pete Spray or that's just you by yourself releasing this project? Yeah, yeah. This is independent. Me and Pete Spray. You know what I'm saying? Um, we putting it out, and uh, so yeah, man. We just, uh, you know, we doing a nostalgic thing, man, for the people who grew up on hip hop. You know, and then the youngsters too. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't just for us. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, good music is good music. Absolutely. So it's for everybody, but it's, but it's just, it's just a tribute to that time and period. You know, when it was about vinyl, cassettes, CDs, and uh, and you could. You could at that time you could go to the record store and you could and you could take a risk on somebody you never heard of come home and be playing some dope music. True. True. I think they need to bring the record stores back, but bring it back in a digital form. You know what I'm saying? You know, where you can buy uh, people's albums on a flash drive. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. You know what I mean? They they right, need to bring right, that, right. you know. Elevate it, bring it back, bring the record stores back, and just make it a digital record store. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Where motherfuckers' albums is on flash drives or whatever they're using today. You know what I mean? In this day and age. But, you know what I mean, folks? I'm not going to hold the brother extra prolific up. My brother, it was an honor and it was a pleasure to have you here on the Money Marv Report. You know what I mean, let the people know where they can find you at. You know what I mean? What's your social media? How they can contact you for a feature, a beat, or anything. Yeah, man, I'm on uh, Instagram, uh, Lee Majors. You can check me out. You can look look me up for my album, Extra Prolific, like it's supposed to be. Um, I want to shout out everybody who was on the album. Uh, Micah Nine, Swelly Swell, my wife, Regina Siobhan. Peace, spray, oh love. Shout out to Money Marv and everybody, man. I just thank you. And, uh, you know, let's all do on the platform that we have. Let's do the best that we can, man, with the vision that our brothers and sisters are not our enemies, man. We all family. 
We don't have to meme mug. We don't have to gang bang. We don't have to set trip. Like, man, let that be part of the past. If we gonna woke, be woke. Let's be woke and let's be awake. And let's treat each other with love and respect and use hip-hop as a tool to advance ourselves instead of going back to tap dancing and, and, and being Sambo. Ah, uh-huh. You heard that right. Sambo. Do your history, folks. Y'all, you know what I mean? <laughs> but listen, folks, I'm going to keep Brother Prolific on the line. This is my quote of the day, my quote of the evening, and my quote of the night. Folks, please, decrease the apathy, increase the consciousness. Peace and love. That is our time. I will see y'all next Thursday.